Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Wow. Hey, guys. I did it again. I did it again. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So check this out, guys. I've been I've been talking for literally 20 minutes. And I did it, and I thought we were live. Again, this is what happens when El Cuco's not here. You see, what happened with Cuco is he's got the flu. And he's nursing himself back to health with tequila and edibles. So we're praying that Cuco have a speedy delivery and whatnot. I apologize for the lateness. There was no lateness. I was literally on time. I was talking 20 minutes, and I thought I set it up properly, and I forgot to hit the live button. I thought I did hit the live button, and I thought we went live after playing the uh, thing. Anyway, I'm here. Jesus Christ. I'm the worst. I am the worst. This is what happens when I don't have CJ. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's jump into it, guys. I was talking about New York, which I'm going to get into. But I want to show you guys something, right? This really piqued my interest because remember what Joe Rogan said? He said that um, that wearing the mask is like a uh, it's like a, a MAGA hat to these far leftists, and virtue signaling that you got the jab is like some sort of a MAGA rally for them, right? They get high off it. They get you know they're like yeah. And here's a guy who's a New York Times editor, 49, dies one day after receiving a mo- the Moderna booster shot. Right, you know, one day after. 49 years old. At his age, he should he's at 0.002%. Okay, 0.002% of of um of getting ill. But he wants to go out there. And look at this idiot. He's like the former, you know, Wall Street Journal guy. He's uh, a, a, an individual that's uh, <clears throat> that works for the New York Times since 2016. And here he is. He's saying, "Double vax, Jansen Field, Moderna boosted. Hey, Omicron, hit me with your West Nat. All I had to do was fill out this form. And these guys in South Korea." All I had to do is fill out a form in a language I can't read. Translation software tells me that I am not belong to the BTS army. Oh, how cute. BTS, the Korean K-pop soy boy band. Which that whole image of K-pop and the effeminate Asian male was something that was succinctly, all research has shown, was created. That imagery was created by the CIA explicitly to prevent Japanese men from ever again rising as a masculine force. And then it's been exported to Korea, you know, South Korea. It was heading its way to China, and then the Chinese put a stop to it. But this guy, anyway, double-vax, Jansen-fueled, Moderna-boosted. 
drops dead the next day after getting a booster. There is zero, zero, zero research that says that mixing of these drugs is safe. Think about it. This, this is common sense. What, what, I mean, what are we at? We're like a bender party at, at some kid's house, and his parents are not home. We're in high school, and he brings out all the parents' prescription drugs and puts it in a bowl. But, hey, guys, you want to have some fun? I mean, we're at that level as a society. Nobody in their right mind will say, hey, maybe we should mix these drugs. It's insanity. We know the Johnson & Johnson shot is volatile as it is. It, even, it, it's not an mRNA shot. Then you're going to have an mRNA boost. What the hell is this doing to your system? We have no clue. We have no clue. In fact, nobody knows. But then you got guys like Fauci. I think it's uh, probably perhaps maybe a good idea to maybe consider that we do some sort of boosting with and mixing of shots. Seems some, some maybe could be a prudent thing. I don't know. In his glib, typical way. I mean, Fauci talks in a way so as he doesn't get sued. Fauci talks in a way as, as, as someone would talk who is a criminal who doesn't want to incriminate himself because he knows he's going to be standing trial one day. It's incredible to me. So this virtue signaling moron, another moron who drops dead. Now, here's something funny. There was a 27-year-old Bellator MMA fighter named Jordan Young, 27 years old, dropped dead the next day. Nobody knows how. I'm trying to find out if this guy got jabbed or he didn't get jabbed. We don't know. But then we have all sorts of soccer players, four of them who've dropped dead this week. I think it's credible. I think... Uh, I forgot where it was. Um, yes, it was the Gateway Pundit. I think it was Gateway Pundit. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. You, you see this? Look at this. Look, 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 look at Rachel Maddow and Don King over here wishing you a happy Kwanzaa. A made-up holiday for made-up people. Happy Kwanzaa, another fictitious holiday. Oh, yeah, choice. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the uh, yeah, let me let me show you guys what I'm talking about. There, look at this picture Rachel Maddow, right here, and that's Don King. That's Don King, only in America. Can you believe during lockdown, this idiot? This loser, this see you next Tuesday, while the whole city was locked down, she hired a hairdresser to come do her hair. What hair? What can you possibly do with this? You have a receding floor, you know, hairline. You look like Don King. You look like Beetlejuice and Don King had a love child. God. You kind of look like Gary Coleman on crack. And then you got Rachel Maddow and Keith Olbermann uh, lookalike over here. Where do they find these people? This is weird to me. I, I don't understand this. Anyway, look, I wanted to show you this, right? This is, I believe it's here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find it. 
there was a uh, <clears throat> oh, here's the idiot over here. There's the guy who did the let's go Brandon call employees can't catch. I don't know if it's here or not, but there was four soccer players that dropped dead. Okay. Four of them. And it's incredible. Look at this. Navy sidelines 100% immunized naval ship, but it's all of a sudden got struck with COVID outbreak. I love it. This is the upside down world we're living in. Absolute insanity. And the best part of it is my home state, where, listen to this, folks. We all know. Now, watch New York now. Remember what I told you guys? We've said, CJ and I said this here multiple times. If they can do in Australia, what, you know, if, if they can do what they've done in Australia, they can do it here, they get away with it. But like most tyrants, they need a pretext. They need a pretext. Why? Because these are people that were trained in their colleges, in their universities, in their political think tanks, in their uh, confabs and conferences and, 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 and working in you know, open table groups and this, that, and the other. They were trained on Malthusian ideas and, he and Hegelian dialectics. They always need a pretext. And you and I all know that the damn PCR test is not an accurate gauge for anything. It's just to find genetic material of a virus that you possibly had. And also remember, coronavirus, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-19, SARS-2, COVID-19, has never been isolated completely. It has never been isolated. And so now you have a non-isolated virus. You have a test that, that, that tests or looks for genetic material. But in order to, to test positive for COVID, you have to turn up the test, not once or two times or five times stronger. You'd have to juice it up 40 to 50 times of its normal detection rate. You got to really juice it up in order to throw a, a false positive. And when you juice it up that high, in order to find coronavirus, you're going to throw 80 to 90% of the time. It's been proven time and time again through various studies. You can look it up yourself. You're going to throw 80 to you're going to throw 90% false positive. So now you have all these people. You got 49,000, 50,000 cases of COVID of, of, of Omicron in New York State. What do you think they're going to do? And granted, there's a whole bunch of people. Oh, well, V, you know, here's the thing. Just because they have that uh, concentration camp bill sitting in the New York Senate doesn't mean they're going to vote on it. The New York legislature is completely dominated by leftist Democrats. Completely dominated by union Democrats. Completely dominated by big corporation, big pharma, big retail Democrats. They're seizing this as an opportunity to remake New York in their new green image. Hence, there's no more gas lines. No more new gas lines can be built in New York to heat homes and apartment buildings, any new constructions. 
How are you going to get heat? Electricity. Well, how are you going to get the electricity since you're killing off the last remaining nuclear power plant in New York that supplies 20% of the electricity for southern New York? What are you going to do with the electricity? We're going to do wind and solar. Oh, that's going to be great. This is a liberal hellhole. So watch this now. New York State is looking for an excuse. But again, let's not forecast into a vacuum because one thing I do know, we might look at a lot of the uppity-uppities in midtown Manhattan and on the Upper West Side will go along with this and be compliant with the vast majority of New Yorkers that are the worker class, the working class, the blue-collar types, and the ethnic communities that exist in New York and have always existed in New York for several decades and several hundred years, they're not going to take this lying down. New York is New York is New York, but it's very socially liberal. But it's not California. We're going to see how people push back. This is going to be a great litmus test. But that bill, New York State Bill 416, which sits there, that states that they can go ahead and potentially remove somebody, bring them to a detention center until the governor deems that they're not a risk and release them back to the public. What a perfect pretext. And the fact that all, you know, this is how the media plays this. They always talk about cases and they say hospitalizations, but they don't show any proof of hospitalizations. In the age of social media, I mean, think about it. In 2020, they were talking about hospitals are overrun. There are people waiting to get in. Millions, thousands upon thousands of people are dying. They have refrigeration trucks packed. And I told you exactly, guys, how the hospital systems work. They're specifically designed to always run at maximum capacity. That's how, that's how ER rooms work. They have to stay profitable. Ever since we've privatized healthcare. And there's been mega, mega mergers in various health organizations and health management companies and corporations that own majority of these hospital networks. It's all about run for profit. So in run for profit, you can't be running 100 ER beds and have it be readily staffed. No, you want to run the minimal as possible. And so when you have a typical friggin' flu season where the same amount of people come in that are sick, all of a sudden we're at full capacity. It's higher than ever before. We must run for the hills. And then what did you see in 2020? TikToking nurses and doctors. Oh, yeah, everybody had time to TikTok because the hospitals were empty. Go to your local hospital today. Go. Just go. Go to your local hospital today. And take a look at how empty it is. But the, uh, the cases, all oh, the cases. One in seven tests are coming in. 14,000 positive cases. COVID coming soon to a theater near you. Dr. Fauci, we should always, perhaps, always wear, maybe always, somehow, masks on our face every time we fly. New York shattered the another record for Christmas Eve with 50,000 new COVID cases breaking its previously top figure by thousands. Oh, yeah, this is good. Another 36,454 cases confirmed on Christmas Day. 
positivity rates have skyrocketed 14 percent yeah when you got a rigged test that's going to throw 90 percent false false positive how do you not expect to have these numbers look at this psycho unelected crazy-eyed bitch over here look at this crazy-eyed bitch Ooh. lord she got a necklace that says vaxxed on it oh yeah she's she's she is inside of her heart just laughing she wants to see if she can get away with this new yorkers y'all need to rise up You all need to say no, hell no, and F you. No, hell no, and F you. This psycho would love nothing. This is a low-quality individual. But this is synonymous with Western leadership. Every Western politician. Who's the head of the health department? Oh, it's a friggin' lawyer. Who's the head of the energy department? It's a freaking lawyer. Who's the head of the defense department? It's a freaking lawyer. Who's the head of the state department? A freaking lawyer. Who's the head of the transportation department? A freaking lawyer. None of these idiots are experts in anything, but they're lawyers. So we have lawyers, and they're psycho lawyers who've been indoctrinated, liberalized in Yale and Harvard and Princeton and Dartmouth. And then now they're running roughshod over many Americans' lives. This psycho would love nothing more than to throw people in detention center. She wants to be like that crazy bitch, the horse-faced killer from New Zealand who says, who's shutting down businesses and gleefully laughing, saying, if you want to have an orgy, it's totally okay. Orgies of more than 25 people are all right. You can have an orgy if you have more than 25 people. It's totally okay. It's perfectly normal. That's why we do it here in New Zealand. But your business can't open. You can swap fluids with some strangers, but your business has to remain closed. And you got to financially destroy yourself. How the hell does New Zealand, which has travel restrictions, which has airspace closed to international travel, how the hell do they get Omicron? Mm, I wonder how. How do they get it? Let's not apply common sense here, V. Let's not apply common sense here. It's a, it's a, it's a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. No, it's a pandemic of the jabbed. As we come home from holidays gathering, it's important than ever to take precautions to limit the spread of COVID. The vaccine is the best tool we have to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. As we have, The damn things don't work as advertised. It don't work as advertised. It's insane. And we're always told that the only modality available is to get jabbed. <clears throat> but not just any jab. Only Pfizer. Only Moderna. Only Johnson & Johnson. None of that Sinopharm. None of that Sinovax or Sputnik or a very promising vaccine I mentioned months ago, Novavax. And this is Steve Kirsch. I, lo- I, re- love, I love the work Steve Kirsch is doing. I need to have him on. 
Uh, he's got, you know, Robert Malone. He's got a, a, you know, some of the best doctors and scientists that he um, connects with in his network to bring out this information. Novavax is supposed to get FDA certification this week. They've already been approved by, by the World Health. And countries like in Indonesia and other places have already utilized them. Amsterdam has utilized them to bring down and crush the Delta strain. So if this is really about vax, and I'm not talking about the efficacy of vaccination, should you get vaccinated, should you not? I personally, even with this, I really don't care. But the point is this. If you had to do it, if your job depended on it, your livelihood depended on it, you got to bite the bullet. At least bite the bullet here. Would you want to get shot by a BB gun or a 50 caliber? Would you want to play Russian roulette with a BB gun or a 50 caliber round? If you had to. My solution is to move out of areas that are requiring these mandates and tell them to go eat shit and die and watch these areas implode. Get under a red jurisdiction in a red state. But if this is all about health, shouldn't we want a plethora of treatments? Shouldn't you, shouldn't you want... I mean, we had Dr. Peter McCullough go to Joe Rogan. If you have not listened to that interview, go ahead and listen to that interview that Peter McCullough had did with Joe Rogan and also Dr. Peter McCullough's interview with Brett Weinstein on the Dark Horse podcast. Go listen to it. Mind-blowing stuff. Ivermectin should be used out there. Uh, hydroxychloroquine should be used out Very effective prophylactic treatments. They're also finding other new prophylactic, very efficacious treatments for COVID. But no, 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 only Pfizer, because they're the talent. It's like anything else. Only Lockheed knows how to build a stealth airplane. Only Pfizer knows how to build a vaccine. (laughs) And Moderna, oh yeah. Here's Novavax. A traditional vaccine that does not transfect cells. It has the potential for superior safety profile relative to the existing mRNA vaccines. So does Covavax. The Novavax vaccine has been granted emergency use authorization in November in Indonesia, the first country to do so, and was soon followed by in the Philippines. The company also has filed the UK and the European Medicines Agency with plans to apply to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration before the end of this year. This good news is that the vaccine is a traditional vax that does not transfect your existing cells, so it should not have a so it should have a much better safety profile than are the three vaccines now available in the U.S. for two major reasons. Number one, there's no transfection. All of the existing vaccines invade your cells and uh, your cells, and then cause them to express spike proteins. And your immune system may then start attacking your own organs and kill you, as explained here. Well, let's click on here. I like clicking on here. Yes. Oh, look at that. Look at this. Let me let me show you guys this screen. As shown here. Uncovid vaccines, why they cannot work, the irrefutable evidence of their causative role in the deaths after vaccinations. And this is by a bunch of nobodies. They're just a bunch of top doctors. Uh Top doctors with 
several published studies. Sukrit Batki, MD, and Arnie Burkhart, MD, wrote this amazing paper, The Evidence. And maybe I, I will link this uh, to the description uh, later after the show is over. But let's go back to this. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. This doesn't happen with Novavax because you are injected with the antigen. A controlled amount of antigen is the other advantage. The other major safety benefit is that the controlled amount of antigen is injected. With mRNA vaccines, the amount of antigen that is ultimately expressed is a complete crapshoot. This is why some people who are shot with the Myrna goes into a cytokine storm and die. Oh, yeah. Does it mean that Novavax is safe? No, it just means that it has the potential to be safer, assuming they didn't screw up anything else. And even if they got everything right, simply injecting particles with a spike protein could be dangerous. In short, it's possible that there may not be a, a safe vaccine for this virus, which is exactly what I've been saying forever. You cannot have a vaccine for a virus that has an animal base, an animal reservoir. Because it's constantly mutating. It's here forever. The only thing you can do is, number one, improve your health. Stop eating shit. Exercise. Lose some weight. Get healthy. Improve your cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory uh, health as much as possible. Get the hell out of blue states. Who, well, unless you're jabbed, you can't go work out. You can't. You're going to be locked in your house. But this is for your health. You can't go anywhere do anything, but you're locked in your home. It's for your health. Certainly, Dr. Richard Fleming doesn't think the Novavax is safe. One of my followers wrote, it's viral-like particle spikes adhere to plastic in a core mixed with a proprietary sapin in the juven cold matrix M1. Are you feeling lucky? However, I seriously doubt the FDA will approve for its use in the, in the U.S. and it would take away market share from other manufacturers. Correct. Here's Covaxin. is another traditional vaccine that was approved by the World Health Organization November 3rd. How come it's not available here? Many people believe it's a safer option than any of the alternatives. The vaccine is formulated from an inactive SARS-CoV-2 antigen. What I would do today, avoid all of them. Correct. Avoid all of them. Avoid them all. But if you're in New York... And you can't move because you can't get enough. There are people that I know that are friends of mine in New York that have very, very specific jobs. I have friends of mine that work in Broadway, in the theater district, that work for the theater district. Where the hell are you going to go get a job? Ain't no Broadway anywhere else. And in Broadway, if you're you know a union guy, you're you're a hired hand, you're a bat, you know you're a stagehand. You're making guap, man. You're making six figures. Where are you going to go? What other state has a massive year-round theater industry? Nowhere else. What other state can pay you? Nowhere else. Some people have their businesses here. They have very specific jobs, very specific businesses, in very specific networks. They can't leave. And if you can't leave, you would think that the judicious use of, you know, for... 
for the for the for these treatments, especially for these bureaucrats who love you and care about you so much, and they don't want you being locked in your homes, and they want you they want to unlock you know the keys to the city for you. That they'd give you an option. Hey, here's Novavax. Here's Covavax. Here's all the stuff. Here you have a plethora of choices. At least with Covavax and Novavax, you can possibly jack up your immune system to a point where you can mitigate the vast majority of the problems that the vaccine would give you. In other words, you know you got to get vax at some point. Well, take the one month completely detox, take the other month, rejuvenate your health, go on a fast, create that apoptosis, kill off the toxic cells, burn some unnecessary yellow fat, get that out of your system, get your cardiovascular health up, juice up your 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 um your antioxidant uptake, improve your gut biome, which is the most important thing here in terms of immunity. Is your gut biome? Get your, you know, gut biome up there. Go get like the Garden of Life, one hundred billion live cultures in a, in a, you know, per pill kind of uh, uh, product that's out there. They also sell um, uh, what is it, probiotic bombs, which are like three day treatments, like a hundred billion. I think it's like no more than a hundred billion. I think it's like five hundred billion per shot per day. Start rebuilding your gut biome. Start eating fermented live food. Stop eating bull, you know, crap. And then, once you're jacked up and ready, go ahead and take the shot from the BB gun. You'll absorb it. You might get marked. You might get a fever. But whatever the heck it is, you have a better chance of surviving that if that's the only choice you have. But they don't want to do that. You see? <laughs> no, no, no. Only Pfizer. Oh, yeah, the Pfizer pill is coming out so you can treat you at home. It's a, a reworked, rebadged ivermectin, but it's more toxic for you and $700 a pop. We love you. Folks, this has really shown us, if you haven't been paying attention, people in government need to go. This concept of a two-party system needs to end. I think we really need to start looking at government the way we look at any service that we utilize on a day-to-day basis. When I want a phone, at least I have some choices as, as to cell phone providers. I can do the postpaid cell phone providers that are out there like T-Mobile and Verizon and AT&T. Or uh, there's a plethora of other prepaid options that are phenomenal that are out there as well. Some better than others. Many utilizing the same network backbone of the big major players. But at least you have a choice. If I want a trash pickup or if I want a better uh, internet, I have a choice. I have a choice in everything that I want to buy. Why can't I have a choice as how my tax dollars are spent? Imagine, if you will, you had multiple governments that jurisdictionally compete against each other for your tax dollars, and you choose whom you pay, and you choose the services you get in return. Why should people who, who homeschool their kids or, or people who don't have kids, why should they pay for a stupid public school tax? It's idiotic to me.
multi-jurisdictional competition would be wonderful. Poly-jurisdiction. It's not a new concept. Marianne Rothbard talked about it all the time in his book, Anatomy of the State. Poly-jurisdictional concept works great. And then incorporate a meritocracy on top of that with term limits, and you have a kick-ass system. What a change that would be. But no, no, no. We could only have these Susan Hochels. Your Susan Hochels and your Mario Co- I mean, your Andrew Cuomo's and your Joe Brandon's. And these are the people that can run our country. Do you realize we need to get the best involved? You know how much you know how much private industry will shift? Like, holy crap, I can create my own government and, and then compete for tax dollars? The most, some of the most talented people in the private sector in business, entrepreneurial spirits, will literally will jump at an opportunity to compete for your tax dollars to give you the services you deserve. You know, China does this in some level. It's not polyjurisdictional, but they do this with constant heavy polling. This is what I say. If we can use an amalgam of, 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 of real democracy, of real choice, And we still maintain a constitutional framework, a constitutional republic framework, but have poly-jurisdictional governments that, that, that take care of things federally and locally, it would be a better system. But of course, we, we, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Last but not least, one thing I want to cover. There's been a lot of heat. Oceania's always been at war with East Asia. The whole, you know, that line is from George Orwell's 1984, if you read the book. It's a great article here by Pepe Escobar. I got to have Pepe on one of these days. I've been saying forever. I got to talk to Matt. Matt knows somebody who knows Pepe personally. I got to get him on. <clears throat> Coming straight from President Putin, it did sound. This is about you know Nord Stream too, because the Germans want to commit suicide. The Germans think it's better. And here's the sick part: you know, last week's broadcast, the last broadcast I did, go back and listen to it. I talked about the arbitrage play. Okay, and I think that was Thursday's broadcast. I think it was. And I talked about the arbitrage play. When it comes to the energy market, when it comes to oil. I talked about the LNG ships that are leaving the United States ports and heading towards Europe to give them gas at an exorbitant price. Because it's better to buy expensive gas than to buy cheap gas from the Russians because, you know, ooh, Russophobia, right? Watch this. Right now, as I'm talking to you, there are German corporations and companies that are buying Russian gas directly using an offshore shell company and then reselling it to Germany for seven times the price. Vladimir Putin talked about this. There's so much money right now being played in the arbitrage game that our friends of these politicians... Do you, again, 
proof that Western politicians are criminals. How does this benefit the German people? And if you're not careful, folks, the same thing is happening here in the United States. There's going to be billions of dollars paid and made in the arbitrage game for oil and natural gas. And all of it will go into the pockets of those people that are friendly with these Green New Deal, Build Back Better, Great Reset politicians. It is a financial fleecing. That's all it is. It is a wealth extraction scheme, nothing more. Nothing more than a wealth extraction scheme. That's what that's what Build Back Better is. That's what the, the Great Reset is. Coming straight from President Putin, it did sound like a bolt from the sky. Listen to this. We need long-term, legally binding guarantees, even if we know they cannot be trusted, as the U.S. frequently withdraws from treaties that become uninteresting to them. But it's something, not just verbal assurances. And that's how the Russia-U.S. relations come to the definitive crunch. After an interminable series of polite red alerts coming from Moscow, Putin once again had to specify that Russia is looking for indivisible, equitable security, a principle established since Helsinki in 1975, even though he no longer sees the U.S. as a dependable partner. Who in the world sees the U.S. as a dependable partner? Nobody except corrupt criminal politicians and bureaucrats in the EU, in the UK. They see the U.S. as a dependable uh, uh, partner because they're, the U.S. is run by criminals just like them. But real statesmen in real countries do not trust the United States as far as they can throw us. Putin once again had to specify that Russia is looking for indefensible equity, right? They're frequently withdrawing. From treaties, passage can easily be referred to as Washington in 2022 under George Bush Jr. pulling out of the anti-ballistic missile treaty signed between the U.S. and the USSR in 1972. Or it can be referred to uh, as the U.S. under Trump, destroying the JCPOA, signed with Iran and guaranteed by the U.N. And I even said that's a good deal. Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Iran is the largest supporter of terrorism in the world. No, they're not. They actually have one of the largest oil supplies in the world, and they're not going to sell it in dollars, and you're mad because you got to support Saudi Arabia, who is the largest supporter of terrorism in the world. Not the Iranians, but the Saudis. Uh-huh. Putin, once again, exercising the Taoist patience so characteristic of Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, one of my favorite statesmen, explaining the obvious not so not only to a Russian but also global audience. The Global South may easily understand this reference. When international law and the U.N. Charter interfere, they, the U.S., declare it's obsolete and unnecessary. Has anyone listened to Anthony Blinken lately? Blinky the Blinken. Old Blinky's like, if the U.S. doesn't lead the world, then there will be chaos. It's only when, you know, only we can lead the world. Because if we don't lead the world, some other country would, and then there will be chaos. Everything the U.S. touches turns to chaos. Everything the U.S., every country they mess with, every trade deal they do, turns to shit because it's run by shit people. 
We need to end this. Folks, you have to understand, a country that has this many idiot, stupid people running it, a country that has completely gutted its manufacturing base, a country that has this many stupid people who really have no clue how the world works, do not rise to prominence. Do you understand we only exist because we're living off the fat of this imaginary thing called the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency? It is the only reason. You see, you got to understand, your financial future, your livelihood, your life in at a whole is held together by the electronic duct tape that holds Wall Street together. Once that electronic duct tape starts coming loose, oh boy, look out. Everybody knows the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is stark naked, he's a crackhead, he's a lunatic, but he's been boosted and jabbed and he has a mask on. He has a medical mask on, so it's okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. So we're seeing the recent hallabaloo over Russian aggression on the Ukraine border has come to nothing. It was a nothing burger. It was a ruse. This whole thing was fomented as a ruse to keep the oil price gouging energy scam running. Making the people in Europe think that there's going to be a Russian invasion to Ukraine and World War III is about to break out. Nothing could be further from the truth. Why? Because the Russians have advanced weapons to make sure it will never, ever be the truth. But that's not going to stop these idiots. Every sentient being from Atlantis' shores to the Eurasian steeps by now knows the content of the Russian draft agreements on security guarantees presented to the Americans as detailed by Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Rabiakov. Everyone knows it. Key provisions include no further NATO expansion, no Ukraine admission, no NATO shenanigans in Ukraine, Eastern Europe, Trans-Caucasia, and Central Asia. Russia and NATO agreeing not to deploy intermediate and short-range missiles in areas from where they can hit each other's territory, establishment of hotlines, and NATO-Russia Council actively involved in resolving uh, disputes. The Russians are taking every conceivable measure. Imagine, if you will, a, a skinny crackhead who's belligerent and drunk, and you have this, and he's trying to pick a fight with this heavily muzzle, a muscular beast of a man. And the guy, the big guy, tells the crackhead, hey, look, man, I don't want to hit you. I don't want to knock you the hell out and put you in the hospital. So I'm going to give you space. And he's, don't touch me. Don't entreat upon me. Don't harass me. Don't spit on me. Don't come wag your finger in my face. He's giving you a whole set of directives and provisions so you don't screw up. And he's hoping that the crackhead in his drug-induced stupor will understand some modicum, some form of our understanding that he'll show some sort of restraint. That is in essence what the Russians are doing with the United States. 
Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs extensively reiterated that the Americans received detailed explanations of the logic of the Russian approach. While the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, at first seemed to kick it when he admitted on record that Putin may not want to invade Ukraine. Of course not. Then there were rumblings that the Americans would get back to Moscow this week with their own concrete security proposals. That was supposed to be on Friday. Today's Monday. There hasn't been any sort of concrete proposal on anything. The Ukraine narrative didn't change an inch. Severe measures of an economic and financial nature remain in the pipeline if Russia engages in, quote-unquote, further aggressions in Ukraine. Moscow was not fooled. Rabiakov had to specify once again that the Russian proposals were on a bilateral basis. Translation, we talk only to those with deciding power, not minions. The involvement of other countries, Rabiakov says, will deprive them of their meaning. From the start, NATO's response has been predictably obvious. Russia is conducting a substantial, unprovoked, and unjustified military buildup along its border with Ukraine and is making false claims of Ukrainian NATO provocations. That once again proved to the point is a monumental waste of time to discuss with yapping chihuahuas of the Stalinberg variety for whom NATO expansion will continue whether Russia likes it or not. In fact, whether the U.S. and NATO functionaries like it or not, what's really happening in the real politic realm is Russia dictating new terms from a position of power. In a nutshell, you may learn the new game in town is a peaceful manner, civilized dialogue included, or you will learn the hard way via dialogue with Mr. Iskander, Mr. Caliber, Mr. Kinzel, and Mr. Zircon. Jeez. Do you guys know who these guys are? I sure do. Mr. Iskander, Mr. Caliber, Mr. Kinzel, and Mr. Zircon are the most advanced weapons on planet Earth. The most advanced weapons on planet Earth. Two and a half generations ahead of anything in the U.S. arsenal. And they're fully operational. And they're damn hypersonically accurate. The inestimable Andrei Martinov. I got to have Martinov on. I have all of his books. I recommend you read it. Losing Military Supremacy. Get it on Audible. It's beautiful just to listen to while you're working. Buy the physical book if you want to. Losing Military Supremacy, Disintegration, and uh, New Revolution in Military Affairs. This guy's a, a, a former military intelligence officer who's got real brains and real clout. Love his books. Got to have Andre on. Andre Martinov has extensively analyzed for years now all the details of Russia's overwhelming military dominance, hypersonic and otherwise, across the European space, as well as the dire consequences if the U.S. and NATO minions decide that they want to continue to play dumb. Martinov also noted that Russia understands the split with the West and is ready to take any consequences, including already declining shrinkage of trade and reduction of supply of hydrocarbons to the EU, which is fine. Russia's like, listen, the Europeans are already self-emulating. They are cutting themselves uh, you know, to death by a thousand cuts by, de by, by destroying the lifeblood of an economy, of their economy. And what is the lifeblood of their economy? Hydrocarbons. Hydrocarbons, oil, liquid natural gas, natural gas, all these things. These are the lifeblood of an economy. Once you constrain the lifeblood of the economy, the economy dies. And you cannot replace, I mean, think about it. It's like, it's like you have a perfectly functioning heart, 
and you take the heart out of the patient and you replace it with a pacemaker or an artificial heart, excuse me, you replace it with an artificial heart, but it's utilizing regular off-the-shelf Duracell batteries. I'm like, why would you rip out that heart? It's a perfectly good, healthy, beating heart in a 27-year-old male, and you want to give him an artificial heart that's made using poor materials, and then you, it's powered by a Duracell battery. What happens when the battery dies out? I don't know. We never thought of that. That is the Western mentality. Take the hill! Okay, we'll take the hill. Without what? I don't know. We just took the hill. I have no idea. I don't know what to do next. That's how Western politicians think. We're going to go green. Okay, we went green. Now what? Well, it looks like we destroyed our entire nation, our economy, our industries. Everything's gone. We feel good about virtue signaling. It's a mental disease. I truly believe that historians will look back at this time in human history and literally talk about the mass psychosis that has infected the West. They want to destroy energy production in their respective countries while at the same time advocating for electric cars because they know that nobody can afford it and the electric cars that they can't afford won't be able to run because you won't be allocated electricity. In other words, you're going to be homeward bound. Kind of like a serf. You're not allowed to venture out of the kingdom. The Russians know this. The Russians are like, why are we selling hydrocarbons to economies that are self-emulating when we have vibrant economies in all throughout the global south and in Asia that are rising, that are fueling innovation and creativity and change and looking to the stars for the brightness of humanity or give it to the West where people are just looking in the, in the dirt. You know what we are, folks? I said this to my better half. This country that we live in, the United States of America, is a reality show masquerading as an empire. That's all the United States is. is a reality show masquerading as an empire. It's a joke. An absolute joke. And that's where the whole ballet around the security guarantees intersects with crucial pipeline angling. To sum it all up, exit Nord Stream 2, enter Power of Siberia 2. So let's re revisit why the looming energy catastrophe in the EU is not forcing anyone in Russia to lose his or her sleep. You think the Russians care that the Germans want to, the German Green Party, led by a bunch of see you next Tuesday, hyper-feminized feminine women and beta males and soy boys, who, who never worked a day in the energy industry, knows nothing how economies work, but are people that have spent their time in social scientists and social sciences and in law firms? Do you think the Russians are losing sleep over their their uh, edict of ending Nord Stream two, where the Russians already made their money back? No, they're not. Here comes Siberia, the mineral rich, energy rich Siberia region, which will fuel the multipolar world which will provide the necessary energy to every rising economy in Asia, in the Central Caucasus, in the Hindu Kush mountains, and in the regions of the subcontinent, even India. One of the top takeaways of the strategic uh, Putin G video conference, which occurred last week, 
was the immediate future of power of Siberia 2, which will snake across Mongolia to deliver up to 50 billion cubic meters of natural gas annually to China. And that's just China. So it was hardly an accident that Putin received Mongolian President Yunaganin Korolashuku in the Kremlin the day after he talked to Xi to discuss power Siberia 2. The key parameters of the pipeline have already been set. A feasibility study will be completed in early 2022, and the deal minus last-minute pricing tune-ups is practically clinched. Cue the CIA. Cue the cocaine import agency starting off with separatist groups in Mongolia. That train is never late. Watch it happen. Power Siberia 2 is a much bigger operation. It was planned years ago, and it was hard to find consensus on the final route. Gazprom wanted western Siberia to Xinjiang across the Atlai Mountains. The Chinese wanted to transit via Mongolia straight into central China. The Chinese eventually prevailed. The final route across Mongolia was decided only two months ago. Construction should begin in 2024. It's a massive economic game changer, totally in line with the increasingly sophisticated Russia-China strategic partnership, but it's also supremely important geopolitically that the gas for power of Siberia 2 will come from the same fields currently supplying the EU market. Will you look at that? So the same gas fuels that were supplying the EU market is just going to be rerouted to Asia. So the dying economies of Europe get nothing. All they will get is high-energy gas prices from vulture capitalists who are price-gouging them, selling them cheap Russian energy at seven times the cost. And the brain-dead dumb idiots running Germany, running the EU, running the UK, and running the US will love to have it so. Because it benefits them and not the people. And that is the key difference maker between politicians on the West versus politicians in the East. Two completely different perspectives. One benefits the people, the other one robs the people. One enhances their civilization, the other one destroys the civilization. The one creates balance and the foundations for the future springboarding of of the human race. The other one cuts down and destroys any future for the human race. Where do you want to live? Some of you are moving from blue state to red state. Maybe you should consider getting the hell out of the country completely. Think about it. I don't know where you should go, but there's lots of opportunities out there. Lots of opportunities. And most Americans don't know this. Why? Because Oceania has always been at war with East Asia. And just like nobody in Oceania knows anything except all the negative stories they've heard about East Asia, they never ask any questions. They just believe their leaders. Because East Asia is run by communists and totalitarians and, di- and dictators, but Oceania is not. It's, it's run by a loving big brother who wants to love you and take care of you from cradle to the grave. Oh, they're loving you, all right. Govern me harder, daddy. Mm-hmm. A reality show masquerading as an empire with a masochistic population dwelling in blue states Virtue signaling about masks and jabs and boosters and dropping dead while running deficits, while their economies are imploding, and the entire thing is swirling the toilet bowl with idiot 
half-dead boomers on their way to an early grave talking about build back better and a great reset. If this is not a circus, I don't know what is. If this is not a comedy, I don't know what is. I used to think that the end of America was a tragedy. Now it's dawned on me, folks. It's a comedy. And I'm the gorilla, and I'm out.